0: Welcome to the Jackson Cloud. I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And
1: I'm Olivia.
0: And we finished our introduction on Revelation, and now we're moving into verse one. <laughs> and we'll move one verse we're at a time. In, and we're to the first verse, guys. The first verse. Mm. Uh, but it's actually an important verse. You know, I had a friend who, uh, you know, part where Jesus talks about, like, I'm coming back. Uh, And here's all the signs you can look for and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a friend who told me one time, like, you know, one of their biggest difficulties with the Bible is it seemed like Jesus was possibly wrong about his return day. Because he said, I'll be back before this generation passes away. So, like, if we went to Mark 24, 34... No, 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 Matthew 24. Matthew 24, 34. Jesus, so many red letters. Look at that. Look at that. That's like a whole chapter of red letters right there. That is a lot of red letters. That's a lot of red letters. And then at the end of all the red letters, uh, not even the end of all the red letters, just halfway through, truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. And then following that, But concerning the day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. (laughs) So you have this weird, like, paradigm... No, that's not the word. It's the word I'm looking for. A weird, no, not no. (laughs) Shift in tone? Well, no. On one hand, you've got Jesus saying, like, here's everything that's going to happen before I return. Uh, and all this stuff will happen before a generation passes away, and then suddenly, but nobody knows when I'll be back, except God, which is an interesting statement because Jesus is God, but as he has set aside part of uh, the things that cannot be human, such as omniscience, he does not himself know when he
1: will be back. Well, right, because he referred to himself Kind of in the third person as even the sun doesn't know.
0: Yeah. So like, nor the angels. Which is I love that. <laughs> because so you ever wonder if the angels are like, What is she doing? <laughs> like when Jesus when Jesus went to earth, we're like, Hang on, what, what's the plan here? And then when Jesus was hung on the cross, can you just imagine them? Like Jesus himself said I could call down legions of angels. How many of the angels were like ready to go? <laughs> you
1: know, like. Just say the word. Anytime I'll now. Say it. Come on, go.
0: Jesus. What are you waiting for? Come go on. on. And, and God would be like, stay, stay. You know, <laughs> Hold, uh, hold. And then he died. They're like, whoa, God, what's going on? You know, like, I just, I'm curious from the other side. What was going on there? Do you like that no. reference in the no. middle of uh, I'm
1: Adele? I'm not sure. Oh. Hello from the other side.
0: I just think... Yeah, I didn't get that. You know, angels maybe didn't know what he was up to. Satan sure didn't know what he was up to. And even Jesus himself, it's not that he's not God. It's just Paul talks about Jesus practicing kenosis. He's emptied himself of qualities that cannot let him be human.
1: So I have a question. Yeah. So would this be one of those instances like where... You know, God changed his mind. So, like, you know, when we talked about before, when, um, you know, it was
0: Sodom and Gomorrah, when, like. So, let's shoot a few examples out of times where God has changed his mind. Sodom and Gomorrah, mm-hmm. he didn't necessarily change his mind that he was. Well, sort of. This was a conversation with Abraham. Will you wipe it out if you find this right. many righteous people? No. I mean, this mate? No. How about this mate? No. Sodom and Gomorrah, unfortunately, had no righteous people.
1: (laughs) I'm Right. That's not the the best example, but it's the best example of, like, a prophet talking with God, trying to get him to change his
0: mind. How about Nineveh? Right. Like, Jonah. Jonah, go to Nineveh. Tell them to repent, or I'm going to blow the place up. You know, whatever it was that he said.
1: But... I'm thinking about like if he was planning on coming back within one generation, Mm. but then there was a prophet that's not mentioned in the Bible. That's like, wait, hold on, God. If I can find, you know, (laughs) ten people, will you not destroy the world yet? Like, give
0: us a chance. Well, it's interesting that you should. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Nope, go for it. I was gonna say it's interesting that you should say that because there is this this thing that keeps happening throughout the entire book of Revelation. Where you always think like, okay, now it's bad enough. God's going to come back. And he's like, hang on. (laughs) Still waiting to see if anyone else is going to accept the gospel. Hang on. And then you get like halfway through. You're like, okay, any moment now, like the world looks like it's basically falling apart at this point. God's like... Shend out the ministry angels. <laughs> Let them hang on. Is anyone gonna anyone gonna listen still? Oh, there's one. Yeah. Well that's that's <laughs> literally what Revelation feels like sometimes. It just keeps getting worse and worse, but God's like, not yet. <laughs> As though he's waiting. Uh, one of the one of the narratives of Revelation, it's playing really hard off of the plagues of Egypt and pharaohs whose Pharaoh who had the hardened heart and wouldn't listen. Revelation's playing heavy on that as though like Let's make sure that every heart out here is so hardened that it won't get saved And then we'll talk about coming back and you even see like the Christians Who have died the martyrs in God's altar in Revelation like how about now God? (laughs) You know like how long before you before you go and, and God, like, hang on, <laughs> because God is patient, uh, way more patient than we clearly are. Uh, I mean, think think of how long God's been around already, before us, right? Depends on who you ask. So, scientifically, on the <laughs> on this thing called the cosmic calendar, scientifically, all of written human history has been around. If the start of time was January 1st, and the start of human history was on that calendar, it would have been like December 31st. I don't even remember the exact date, but like, humanity is like a, the Bible says we're a breath but a vapor, and nothing makes you feel more like that than the cosmic calendar. So, God is patient, God can wait, and 2,000 years have taught us that. (laughs) But, but yeah, yeah, hang on is... That's when my daughter, when she was younger, she would always, Jericho, come downstairs. H- hang on. <laughs> so that's where that's coming from. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty accurate. Um, <laughs> I mean. w- were you gonna say something? Oh, I was just gonna say um, that is not the destruction of the world, but you know. What's not the destruction of the world? Just Casey said before he destroys the world. Oh, like Revelation. Well, it's the end of this age and the start of the next. We'll do a whole episode on new creation. Some people fight that the world's basically done away with. I would fight with others that say it's like... Reborn? Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, well, that's a different episode. But Casey has suggested, is it possible that God changed his mind on a return date? Uh, and he's given some examples Sodom and Gomorrah Nineveh. You have any thoughts? Hang on <laughs> um, I Don't know I don't think it's I just I don't think it's a change of mind kind of a thing I think it's you know you read those two verses next to each other and you you see that God or Jesus is saying you know, this is what I'm thinking is going to happen. We know this is going to happen, but I don't know when only the Father knows. Mm. So.
1: Yeah. But here's the weird thing about that statement though. I feel like if if that's like a programming rule set in place, like that programming rule could be very easily exploited. Cuz you'd always just say the world's going to end tomorrow. And then that means it'll never end in your lifetime because you always say it's going to end tomorrow.
0: No, no. We talked about that in one of our episodes before. It's the way that you derail the whole thing from happening, right? Yeah. God's like, oh, he knew. Yeah. No, I don't think that's how it works. Hang on. (laughs) Uh, uh, I, yeah, I'm a bit unusual on this one. I'm borrowing. Well, before I get there, before I get there. Some other theories that people have put forth, let me know if you think of any. C.S. Lewis was just like some stupid scribe somewhere got so excited about the end that he just... I'm just going to interject my own <laughs> sentence right here, which scribes have been known to interject things here and there, so it's not impossible, but it's also completely unprovable from <laughs> from what we have. So C.S. Lewis would just be kind of guessing... It would be conjecture. It would be conjecture. You know, if we could find older manuscripts of the Bible that discluded that statement, then we'd be like, oh, yeah, some scribe did add this in later. You know, like we have passages where... Wait, for which sentence? The the one where he says, I'll be back before this generation is over. Mm. Uh, But when you look at the way that they lived, they looked like they believed that that's what Jesus meant. I mean, Paul's trying to get to the ends of the earth, which for him in his time... It's pretty much Rome. He's always like, got to get to Rome. Got to get to Rome. Hey, help me. I'm trying to get to Rome. Did you ever get to Rome? I don't know. But he's just constantly like trying to get to Rome. Why? If they don't know there's like an America and all this other stuff. He's just trying to get to where the water, you know, <laughs> pretty much the ends of the earth in his time. So he's going, going, going. Got to tell the whole world about Jesus. And then you've got um, uh, Peter. So one of the later books, uh, let's find it. Uh Peter talks about uh, uh, God wills all to be saved. 1 Timothy 2? Is that right? Do you guys know? No. <laughs> no top of my head. Uh, okay. So, uh, no, that's Paul writing that. Dang it. Where is it? Maybe that is the one. All right. Somebody play hold the music while I figure this out.
1: Why is it always that one? Don't look at me, man. Well, hold music. That's exactly what that song is. No, you need to elevator music. me
0: over and pour me out.
1: That's not...
0: Pretty sure that's what that is.
1: That's not what that is.
0: Uh, okay, well, I feel like I really want to find that passage now and 2 Peter 3 9! I found it! Okay. Thank you for singing Teapot.
1: It wasn't!
0: It was Jeopardy! Uh... I know it's a show
1: you don't watch very often, Jamin. It's but.
0: true. I cannot do anything. I can't answer one single question in that show. I used to have it on the NES, like the first Nintendo, trying to type in the answer with two buttons. <laughs> <laughs> what is? Oh crap! I'm out of time. So, okay, when the day of the Lord will come? Now, Second Peter was one of what we think was like a later written document. So imagine all the people who Jesus said, "I'll be back. I'll be back." Right? Jesus tells I was them waiting all. Waiting for when that was coming up. Jesus tells them all, "I'll be back." And now we're in like the later written letters of the Bible, and everyone's like. Uh <laughs> where's Jesus? Didn't he say like you'd be back He's within be this back. generation, right? Like that is what you would Well where did Well where did he come? And so Peter has to respond to this and what he says is, uh, do not overlook this fact, beloved. What the Lord, one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. The day of the Lord will come like a thief, and the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved in the earth, and the works that are all done on it will be exposed. And so he starts to sound just like Jesus did back in Matthew when Jesus said all these things are going to happen. So here you have Peter towards the end of his life, towards the end of everybody else's life, and he's like, when's he coming back? And like, we're going to die, and he said he'd be back soon. And, you know, you want to, like, you you don't want people to just suddenly think, like, this whole thing's like a lie or whatever. So, like, Peter is like, trying to discern, like, with the Spirit, what's the proper answer. And the answer that he receives, too, is, God's saying, hold on, right? He's, God's like, God's God's patient and Peter uses this idea of like, a day is what to God? It's not, that's how patient he is. Like, it's like a, what do you say, thousand years or something? Something like that. See, I do
1: have to say the, uh, the idea of people waiting and like, not like, it brings me back to Doctor Who. Specifically with when Matt Smith was revealed as the Doctor. When, like... He... He intends to come back earlier, but the TARDIS messes up and he comes back later. So, like, Amy Pond has to wait, but he she waited for, what was it? 30 years? 20 years? I don't remember what the time was. Anyway. But it was just... That episode seems
0: to remind me of this. As long as we take out the analogy that, like... Jesus screwed up and like couldn't right. get back for some reason, <laughs> then yeah, uh, that's the only really Doctor Who episode I've seen, so I know what you're talking about. Hey, look at that. But yeah, they're they're like... Really? That's the one you've seen? Yeah, That's the one he made me watch. He told me I had to watch that one first. Well, he also had already watched the Angel ones, I believe. I that one was terrifying. Anyways. Okay,
1: well, I guess.
0: Uh, but yeah, so they're all wondering where's Jesus? And I think it's That's a good thing to recognize because a lot of people today, 2,000 years later, are like, Where's Jesus? You know, the people in the Bible were also doing that. So, like, you're not alone when you call out that question. And the answer for them back then was, He's coming back soon, which is the same answer for us today. Whatever soon is, it's clearly not the same thing that we were thinking. It's not the first time that something's been delayed, too. When Jesus. Like, when they were sent into exile, like, the original prophecy was, like, it's going to be, like, 70 years, you guys. It was not 70 years to the point that, like, later prophets were looking at that prophecy and trying to, like, fix it. (laughs) So, like, what do we mean is 70 times 7 years? (laughs) And, like, they're just, they're still trying to tweak it because where's the Messiah? When are we getting out of exile? Like, so, I don't know if Jesus is just, like, hold on, like, (laughs) the first time, like... You're going into exile. I'll be there in 70 years. Yeah, I'm going to take my time. <laughs> you know, the second time. You've all been freed from your sins. I'll be back in one generation, which is 70 years. Hold on. You know, like just waiting before that time comes. Uh, so, this is not the first biblical time that something has been delayed. And the reasoning that the Bible gives you as to, like, w- why Jesus hasn't come back yet from Peter is. God is patient and waiting for more to be saved. Which is exactly what the picture of Revelation is. Everyone's always like, oh, it's just so, so, uh, uh, like, God has no mercy. God's not, like, doesn't care about anyone in Revelation. It just seems so, like, bloody and gory and that's it. It's like, the whole way through, God's like, hang on, want more to be saved. Hang on, hold up, wait, wait, wait. And, you know, here we are 2,000 years later. It's like, why? Because God wants more to be saved. And this is where I'm weird enough to actually join Casey with. I could see this multiverse theory. Not multiverse. I'm just using multiverse as an analogy. I could see an alternate history in which God did decide to come back within one generation. Why would he have done that then? I don't know. Maybe maybe hearts were just so hard. I mean, John's always talking about how they're all gonna die. Maybe it's possible from like a divine point of view, like people are really gonna have to soften their Sorry, hearts. Could you say that again? <laughs> I don't know why Siri's serious trying to be the fourth Jackson Cloud member. <laughs> maybe people's hearts were so hardened that like if it wasn't for some of the crazy urgency that maybe in a generation it would have just i don't i I have no idea because i'm not god you know Um, but i could see a possibility where god did come back in 70 years but instead has decided to change his mind and this is actually very important to the view of prophecy early in the old testament If you got a prophetic word... That's what I found. (laughs) (laughs) Early? Early in the Old Testament? I think it's remember you are saying prophecy? She thinks it's Siri? Maybe. I don't know. Early in the Old Testament, when someone got a prophetic word wrong, what do you think happened? Didn't they kill them? (laughs) It wasn't pretty. Yeah. If, If you got a... A prophetic word wrong, you were therefore considered a, a false, false prophet. prophet. <laughs> and there was no room to like test it, learn it, things like that. There's a shift when we get to Jeremiah though. In Jeremiah, we suddenly have this uh, God takes Jeremiah to watch a potter make a pot, and then the potter just like destroys the whole thing, starts over. And God tells Jeremiah, The reason I brought you here and w- made you watch this. So you understand that this is what prophecy is really like. I will speak a word out and if people respond to it, I can just like, like if I speak a word of judgment, like, Hey, Nineveh, I'm going to burn this place down. You know, if I speak that out and you go and speak that out for me, and they actually repent and change their minds and change their lives. I'll just throw that on the ground. I'll crack it like it never existed, like it doesn't matter. And then I can pick up the pieces, rework it into something new. That's what God is trying to communicate to Jeremiah. This is what prophecy is actually like. So we have this shift in the Bible from if I if I say something and it doesn't happen, you're going to kill me, to if I say something and it doesn't happen, it doesn't mean I'm a false prophet. It may mean that you actually listened. <laughs> and that becomes like the whole point of the minor and major prophets that make up the whole middle part of the Bible. It's these guys who have the most unfortunate job of trying to convince people to change their lives around. And when they have actually succeeded at doing their job right, everyone will think they were a failure because their word won't come to be.
1: (laughs) So you're a success and a failure either way.
0: Yes. You just have the most unfortunate (laughs) job ever. So like, think of this. I know I'll use politically charged words here that will just make people mad. But state of Michigan says we need to mask up so that we don't spread COVID and people don't get sick. People mask up. I can't tell you how many times I heard people say, look at the stats. They're going down. No one's getting sick. We don't need masks. And I'm like, <laughs> it's a mandate that we all had to wear masks. Like it's a false prophet conundrum, you know, like yeah government's stupid. they didn't think it worked It's like it, it works because you did what we said you know it's like that kind of conundrum of of damned if you do, damned if you don't right like you yeah. just no matter what you do, people will still still be on you so that's kind of the prophetic job and so when Jesus comes and says like i'll be back in a generation, I then have the question that I want to ask from from now, the definition of prophecy from Jeremiah, why didn't he? Is it just that we don't understand? Is it like, well, from God's point of view, a generation is 70,000 years, so we got a while to go? Or did a scribe mess it up? Or is it possible that maybe God was going to and then was like, hold on? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's wait and see where this goes. That should be the title of this episode. Hold on. Hold on. Because it's not even. Uh, Jesus wasn't wrong. It, when he gave all these prophecies, so much of the prophecies, this is what I love. People are like, still waiting for all the end time stuff Jesus said to happen. You know, a bunch of it already happened within the generation <laughs> which he said he was coming back, which had to be so much more painful for the people of that generation. Because Jesus like, all these things will happen, and then I will return. They watched all those things happen, except Jesus didn't return yet. So, example. Jesus said, some people are going to pretend to be like me. In Acts 5.36, we have a guy named Thaddeus who claims to be somebody. And a bunch of people joined him, like 400 people, as though like, oh, this is Jesus. He's returned. So you have someone who, who's already done that, like Jesus said. Jesus said there'd be earthquakes, and there was in 61 AD, in Pompeii in 63 AD. He said there would be rumors of war before he returned. There were in Caligula's day, with actual war breaking out 25 years later in 66 AD. He said there'd be famines. There were. We have that in Acts. He said uh, that the second temple, the temple where he went and flipped tables, he said that would be destroyed, and it was in 70 AD. So like... They watched. <laughs> Jesus said that would happen. 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 He's next, right? Like that's the next thing. <laughs> and then he doesn't because he's, he's. There's hanging just up. one check
1: mark left of the checklist.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's not even like, you know, people today are still waiting for all these things to happen. It's like, no, a bunch of this already happened. The signs that he was coming back was coming back. And we are so fortunate. That the Bible writers did write down this other statement of, as to when I'm coming back, nobody knows. Not even me, not even the angels, only God. And so we we live in that tension. That Jesus was speaking into something that even he did not fully understand. Not, not that he didn't understand, fully didn't know, you know. Which is because he did know a lot of other things he spoke a lot about all this stuff will happen and that stuff did so anyways you don't have to go my route Uh, the route that I'm taking is from uh, a mix of scholars from across denominations and sects of the church who all wrote one book together about how they saw this possibility of maybe God just like changing the plan Uh, which I know that usually sounds to a lot of people like, oh, that sounds so blasphemous, like God didn't know or whatever. It's like, no, no, no. End times are still a fixed point. Like that's still coming. But we've done episodes on free will. I've talked before about how God has seemed to change the plan based on people's free will throughout (laughs) history. Maybe this is just another one of those things. Maybe. Where God was like, oh, I was going back in 70 years, but let's give it a few thousand. You know, I I don't know. Thoughts, questions, comments?
1: Nope. Only another Doctor Who reference. That's a slight spoiler. Wibbly timey-wimey? No. Did I say that right that time? No. You were close. You were Wibbly
0: wobbly. Wibbly
1: wobbly. Wibbly wobbly timey-wimey. Okay.
0: And with that... Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe down below. And uh, congratulations for beating Casey to the comment. First comment. We see you. Yeah. Yeah. Casey beat Casey to the comments. Way to go, Casey. It's okay. Casey still won. Not the. Mm. <laughs> now I, you have two Casey's <laughs> to beat to the comment. I don't love that. <laughs> Hahahaha. <laughs>